Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Jack Inslee is all about The Carter Effect, a documentary that you could watch on Netflix about Vince Carter and his time with the Toronto Raptors. Jack and I spent five consecutive weeks talking about the 10-hour documentary that is The Last Dance, and we both wanted it to not end, so we decided to just watch other sports-related documentaries, mostly basketball. Uh, We don't need sports, but they definitely make my life a lot better, and I think they make Jack's life a lot better. Or at least talking about sports jerseys make our lives better, so there's a lot of talk about that. Somebody make a Steve Kerr shirt. More on that later. Uh, If you're listening to this, you might like my appearance on the recent political theater uh, roll call podcast. I posit the idea that maybe Twitter and Facebook would be better if they were run like bars rather than uh, how they're run now. Uh, You can find that on youmeetthemeverybody.com. Also on youmeetthemeverybody.com is links to our Patreon. Those are in the podcast descriptions uh, on youmeetthemeverybody.com or on iTunes. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, go to youmeetthemeverybody.com and our About page. Without further ado, Jack Inslee and I on the Carter effect. So you're telling me that the Vince Carter doc that was produced by Maverick Carter starring Vince Carter and produced by (laughs) LeBron James and Drake wasn't up to snuff. It was fine. It was a good hang. It's totally fine. It's a great hang. Here's a better question. Did you like the Carter effect? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I did. Did it scratch the uh, the bull's itch? In the beginning, it started to, and then yeah. you realize, like, oh, yeah, there's not much else here, you yeah. know? <laughs> For the first, like, 30 minutes, I'm like, this is fucking great, man. Yeah. yeah, let's go. And then you're like, right, yeah, okay. Where's the emotional hook here? There isn't one. He leaves. There's not really one at all. By the end, I mean, it gave me a great appreciation. As somebody who's in nightlife mm-hmm. uh, and as, as a DJ, I gained a great appreciation for Vince Carter in that respect, where I'm like, look at this guy, responsible for Toronto nightlife. Had sure. no idea. Sure. Love that. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a few things going on in the Carter effect that I find very interesting. Number one, that Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady duo – was on par to be very substantial in the NBA for for a while, and then it just sort of flames out once Tracy McGrady leaves. Like, he kind of throws it away. Is that fair? And to be clear, Tracy McGrady did the right thing because they're both ball-dominant players. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would have been like a Jordan-Pippen tandem. Okay. I think T-Mac needed to do what he did. I mean, okay. Tracy McGrady is the better player, too. Like analytically speaking, he played slightly less because of injuries. But when you look at the stats uh, and the overall game, yes, Tracy McGrady is the better basketball player. But Vince Carter, it he, will he be could, maybe he'll be remembered dunks. more. Yeah, for the dunks alone, Vince yeah. Carter is more memorable. Um, T Mac was, and I'm coming from a slight bias. He was one of my favorite players of all time. Really. Um, Oh yeah, he's so good and underrated. He's really a great passer. Um, he had, to me, the best end of an NBA game ever, where he scored, I believe it was thirteen points in forty seconds against the Spurs. It was when he was um, on the Spurs. No, no, no. He was on the Rockets, and the let me get the 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 exact 
specifics right. They end up beating the Spurs 81 to 80, mm-hmm. but they are down by 12 with 33 seconds to go. Okay. Yeah, send me that. 33 seconds to go. And Tracy McGrady scores 13 points. It was like hits a half court three, steals the ball, hits another half court three, four point, you know, that kind of crazy yeah, thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I loved getting my T Mac fix in a little bit in this documentary. That was fun. That's I did not expect that to to learn that from watching the Carter effect that, that you're that big of a McGrady fan. Oh man, loved him. And Yao Ming too. I was a huge Yao Ming fan. I loved that team. Weird. The Yao Ming T Mac Rockets was uh, a That's delight. It's so weird to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't really a big Vince Carter guy until later in his career because he, I'm a Knicks fan, mm-hmm. and I I hated the Nets. I hated them. Sure, sure. Okay, well, let, let's that's in like the second half of the film. Let's the, yeah. the film to me. There's like I said, there's a handful of reasons why this should be made. Number one, the McGrady Carter thing for sure. Number two, how important Carter was for Canadian basketball popularity. Mm-hmm. Do and basketball popularity too. Oh, for sure. But is he overrated when it comes to the Raptors becoming a popular city? Is Would Toronto have always been a destination just because it's not America and the, it, it was filling a void that I was I don't there. think Tor- Toronto isn't really a basketball destination. Like, you know, Kawhi got traded there against his will and left immediately. Mm-hmm. No one really runs to sign with Toronto still. So That's I fair. don't think he, he made it a destination necessarily. But, I mean, look at what happened to the Vancouver Grizzlies. So, like, would Toronto have stayed in Toronto? Would the Raptors have stayed in Toronto without Carter? You know, I don't know. Maybe well, it becomes on, a failed experiment. On. Vancouver's on the other side of the country. So, that's – yes, it's the same country, but it's really far apart. And Vancouver, you're incredibly isolated. Where Toronto, you're barely isolated. In For sure. To the two. Very different cities. But, I mean y- – it's to say, I think the 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 expansion into Toronto became a success probably because of Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. if that team sucks for ten years and that never has a star like him, what happens? I don't know. Fair enough. And then after, so the film is it's chronological. So uh, Vince Carter's good. He's really good at dunking. He gets along <laughs> with Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady needs to be his own man and leaves. Vince Carter's stuck in Toronto, and then he gets traded, and everyone hates him for a long time, and that made him sad. <laughs> that was the movie, right? Did I miss anything? That, that was that was it. Uh, yeah, that there you go. That's basically the arc. The, well, and w- with with the dunk contest in there, he yeah, blows yeah, everybody's yeah. mind with the dunk contest. And then again, these little side stories like him, you know, being a nightlife legend in Toronto. Yeah. So the nightlife stuff should have been its own doc. Nah, not there's not enough there. There's barely just, enough here, know. and I I did not mind this at all. They were really scraping the bottom of the barrel by the end of it. There wasn't much else, you know. They 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 milked this. What is it? Sixty minutes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> could have been could have been a, a solid thirty, but oh yeah, I didn't mind the. Hey, you know what? This this was a delight for me after watching the Knicks get pummeled ten weeks in a row, basically. Yeah. By Michael Jordan. Finally, there's a a storyline in which the Knicks break somebody else's heart. <laughs> That's nice for you. It was so nice. He finally gets to the, the Raptors go to the playoffs for the first time. And then they go up against the powerful New York Knicks who crush their dreams. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Made me real happy. Do you think you would have liked Vince Carter if he landed on any other team besides the Nets? Um, it was interesting at the time, the narrative around him, a, he was, well, we see this in the doc. He wanted out. 
Yeah. And he did the thing, that polarizing thing that athletes do, where it's probably problematic of the fans to kind of give them shit for, but mm-hmm. yeah, he wanted out and he started like not playing and he got injured and he demanded a trade and he was a bad teammate. So I think it was easy to hate on the guy for that. And then for him to go to the Nets was like, oh, now you're the ultimate heel. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing I've always thought about Vince Carter's career his first nickname, Vinsanity, they used to call him Half Man, Half Amazing. And then with all these injuries, they started calling him Half Man, Half a Season. And he got called soft. And like, is yeah. this guy's body really going to hold out? Or his knees going to, you know, maybe he'll never be explosive again. These were the doubts around him in the early 2000s. He is still an active NBA player and the third oldest of all time. Mm-hmm. It's there- amazing how he switched that narrative around and has become, you know, what is he 42 now and still in the league? 43. He's 43. 43. He played his, he played his, uh, I think he played his last game ever as of now against you against guys, the against Knicks. the Knicks. That's correct. It was, it was in the middle of COVID happening yeah. where some games were canceled. You know, it was the last game of the NBA season. It was the last televised basketball and the Knicks were winning substantially. Again, you just breaking Vince Carter's heart. <laughs> and, uh, there are a few seconds left in the game and the, the Hawks crowd is chanting like put in Vince, put in Vince or something. Coach puts in Vince Carter, which may be his last minutes in the league. He gets in, spots up for a three, drains it. Crowd goes nuts. They take him out. I loved it. It was an amazing moment. That's and pretty great. Potentially his last shot in his NBA career. So Yeah, because he did he say he's done after this year? He pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I'm thinking that's it. So I com- com- did he not even know this? I'm on the Wikipedia page. Vince Carter gave up his starting spot in the 2003 All Star Game for Michael Jordan, so Jordan could start uh-huh. his last All Star Game. I remember that now. That's right. So that's the tie to the Last Dance. Wow, they should have. You know, what a missed opportunity there. <laughs> so not counting Nat Hickey, which is a weird one. They call him the oldest NBA player of all time. It was in the forties. He was like a coach player coach that went in and played. It it, it hardly counts to me. Mm -hmm. He wasn't really a player. Kevin Willis was 44. Robert Parrish, 43. Vince Carter, the third oldest player in the history of the NBA at 43 years old. Robert Parrish looked 63 his entire career. Yeah, that's correct. And Vince Carter still looked kind of young and spry by the, I mean, he was an old man, but he wasn't, he was still productive on the court. No, not at all. He not looks at like all. modern 43. Yes. Where if this is the yes. 80s, he's like 30. Yes. He looks like Larry Bird in his prime. Bird <laughs> <laughs> just smoking. Like, yeah, he looks really great. Um, Vince Carter didn't make the All-Star team this year for because it's his last year. But after he goes to the Raptors and, the, and he's got a few years with the Nets, he's like what? And like the sixth man for everybody for the next 13 years? Yeah, so uh, I guess his last year in Jersey, uh, he's 32, which, again, it's crazy that there's another 10 years of Vince Carter after that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and he, he ends up in uh, Orlando, a journeyman. Orlando, journeyman, Phoenix, journeyman. Dallas, Memphis. Yep. During this doc, he's with the Grizzlies, um, the yes. Kings, and then finally the Hawks. But some very productive seasons. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he 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 adapted his game well. None I mean, of his stats don't look great. No, <laughs> and why would there the be? I mean, what are you going to say about a guy in Memphis that was averaging six points a game in seventeen minutes? There's not really much to say there. 
well, as I mean, a 38 year old. He won a teammate award in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. He's, That's something. I don't know, man. It's just all right. Like, there's not. There's a reason why most documentaries about artists after the, like the second album, they're like, and then the next 20 years were fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is an adult. Yeah, there just wasn't much here. There was no real family drama. Like the, the the real emotional strings they try to pull is like the Toronto crowd booing him, and then eventually him going back and the Toronto crowd cheering for him, and his mom's crying. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the most they had there. Yeah, there's not a lot here. The, um, not a lot. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about specifically this one is um, this was produced by LeBron James. It is. Now that is interesting because of the news this week that LeBron James and a handful of other athletes are uh, starting this uh, voter rights uh, coalition. I didn't know this. Yeah, let me find the exact name. Um, yes. This is because I've been on a social media blackout for the Have last you been? three days. I've Yeah, I've deleted the apps off the phone. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, so uh, LeBron James and other stars forming a voting rights group from the New York Times. Uh, it's going to be called, I think it's Fair Fight. Yeah, fair fight. Fair fight action. So uh, LeBron James, we've talked about quite a bit. Uh, and uh, this is the opposite of Michael Jordan in uh, in his th- when he was 35 years old. Uh, Michael Jordan now, uh, the Jumpman, uh, Jumpman group has donated $100 million uh, to Black Lives Matter and other social justice uh, initiatives over the next 10 years. LeBron is in his arguably the end of his prime, but he's still the most important and the best basketball player. He is not backing down from anything. It's pretty amazing to see. Um, and he, two years ago, he's producing the Vince Carter doc. <laughs> That's an hour long. A full hour. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, I, I guess I enjoyed it and, I started thinking, like, what other players could we stretch to make a 60-minute doc from, you know? Steve Nash, who's in this doc. He is in this doc, that's right. Because he's Canadian. Yeah, he that is. the other story. Without Vince Carter, no one in Canada is ever going to play basketball. No, and I mean, I'm, I'm invested in Canadian basketball as a Knicks fan because our young rookie, R.J. Barrett, was the top Canadian player maybe since Vince Carter. Um number three pick in the draft from Canada. Yeah. So he looked up to Vince growing up and, you know, maybe he can do the same. This was a nice distraction from what's going on in the world because clearly there's no COVID anything because this is older. And there was there was no basketball on the horizon. Now there is. Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, Canada seems a lot better when it comes to uh, uh, race things? than this country. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, they're, yeah. <laughs> I've talked about <laughs> wanting to move to Toronto for months, but at this point I feel like it's uh, it's racist of me to leave America right now. That's fair. Yeah. You have a responsibility to make your home better. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the I guess the last thing I wanted to say about the, the nightlife stuff and the hip-hop stuff, they they stretched the facts a bit there. It was quite a bit of hyperbole. Yeah? Um. Oh, my God. They're... You know, Toronto and Canada, it's not just Vince Carter and Drake. There are a lot of other people. You know, it, it made it made for a nice doc and a good narrative. But, you know, Vince Carter opened a nightclub. 
The <laughs> end. Yeah, and they're basically like, this man revolutionized the way that hip-hop and partying existed in Canada. You're like, ah. Or the, he just the, made an investment in a nightclub. The LeBron James 60-minute commercial about Vince Carter opens and closes with Drake. Uh who I just can't stand. Why do you can't Oh, that was that? a really funny part of the doc. So what? at one point Drake is like, and then Vince Carter threw me his armband. And me and my brother, who were both watching it, are like, bullshit. Never happened. No chance in the world. And then later on in the doc, there's like some kid gets some uh memorabilia or autograph, and he sh- he still has the the autograph somewhere or there's like footage of the kid getting the autograph there's no footage of drake getting this armband if drake got this armband why wouldn't he have brought it to the interview to shit i just think drake's just uh so you're an armband you're a vince carter drake armband conspiracy theorist i am yeah that's right <laughs> you heard it right it never happened why do you i love how that's the moment you're getting hung up on because Drake's famous for this, man. He like he, he embellishes is. all these like de- these like historical details in his life, and uh, Drake's an easy guy to not believe. I'll put it that way. Yeah, but if you could have Drake's role with the Knicks, the way he's got his role with the Raptors, you would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, of course. I'm not <laughs> mad. At, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Drake. I'm not I'm not so hating on him. I think what this really boils down to is you want to be Drake. Oh God, no, I I wouldn't because as a Knicks fan, I'm too tortured from the idea that if spike lee wasn't at the fucking game to antagonize reggie (laughs) reggie doesn't kill us the way he did so i'm always of the opinion like get the hell out of the way get out of the front row stop taunting you're making it worse it did not make things work for the the 2019 nba champion toronto raptors well they had Kawhi leonard who's a machine and just it doesn't really matter what's maybe Kawhi him. doesn't play as well without Drake's presence. <laughs> There's a hear me out. There is a logic that he helped the team because he took the attention away from Kawhi. Kawhi does not seem to crave spotlight. Kawhi seems to just care about basketball, right? Yeah, that guy's got blinders on though. I don't think it would have mattered if attention was on him, not on well, him. Well, having some guy like him. Drake there automatically takes the attention away, and that's a nice thing. People are now focused on Drake and that stuff versus Kawhi. Yeah, fair enough. So he earned his ring. Drake earned <laughs> They gave Drake a ring. Oh, my yeah. God. He's a technically a part of the team. He's yeah. like the yeah, ambassador to the team or whatever. I'm not mad at him. You sound very hard, hard mad. To be mad at, hard to be mad at Drake. Um, I, I will say, what? well, let me ask you. What's your opinion on those dinosaur logo jerseys? Because I love them. I'm, I'm completely indifferent to them. Ugh. I don't hate them. I don't love them for sure. Um, but I find them less annoying than the Space Jam jerseys. Okay. Well, and people aren't even know the Space yeah. Jam jerseys. Yeah, I don't like those jerseys at all. My favorite 90s basketball jerseys is probably the like turquoise Orlando Magic uh, with the white really? stripe. Yeah. See, I think the Sonics jersey was pretty damn good. Ooh, Sonics is, pr- is top five. It's a good one. I mean, clearly, are we taking Chicago out of this? Yeah, that's too iconic. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, the black Chicago jersey was the best. But now I'm like, eh, I'm not over it. I just know that the red is better. Yeah. The black bull jerseys were pretty damn good. Yeah. In terms of current logos, I I really like the Raptors uh, current jersey, and I really like the Nets jersey. 
Mm, I don't. You don't like the Nets or the Not Raptors? only just because I'm a Nets hater, I just don't like that jersey. I like it a lot. I feel like I think the Phoenix the Phoenix Suns jerseys from the nineties are, are pretty damn good. I think do the Phoenix Suns have the most colors ever in both jersey and alternate jersey possible? Oh, that's hard to say. It's They're, like the I mean, exact of opposite teams. of the Lakers. They're like, we're just doing purple and yellow everything. We've been doing this forever. It's iconic. The Suns are like, we have no identity. Give us all of the colors. We'll have thirteen alternate jerseys. It's nuts. Yeah, that's fair. The Suns do go all over the place. Which I'm fine with. I mean, with. The, the Knicks haven't really done much of anything with their jerseys over the years either. Yeah, but at this point, it's sort of sacrilege to do anything with that jersey. They still, there have been some tweaks, but generally it's the same blue and orange, which is really not the greatest color combination, if we're being honest. But What's uh, the best color combination? Uh, black and red, probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, those Bulls jerseys are great. I don't like the Hawks look, which is perfect because that's how we end with Vince Carter here. I don't, for that's some right. reason, white and red doesn't look as good. The new Hawks, I like the old Hawks jerseys from the 90s, though. Those were fun. What is the Dominique Wilkins jersey? That's like the 80s jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. Those, those are those my are favorite good. version. That's my favorite version of the Hawks. Well, then in the 90s, they had they had a jersey like the Matumbo years where there's just an enormous hawk on the front with like wings spread out and this weird gradient from black. It's a, it's a crazy Jersey. I'm kind of surprised that hasn't made a comeback. Like just jerseys with a huge mascot on them. Yeah. Like weird fucked up one-offs that are like, we're doing the middle of like March or whatever. That's our weird fucked up Jersey week. Yeah. I mean, they should. Should they? They should. They they, they do the, they do the, like uh, the Latin jerseys where it's like low snakes or something else. Those are cool. What's your favorite version of that? Um, I, I can't remember them all. Oh man, I think Los Bulls was good. Oh, true. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's the best. That's, That's the best modern jerseys. Those Miami Vice, Miami Heat jerseys. The like pink and turquoise. And those are the alternates. So you can't count that as like the jersey. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, they're so they're so good though. Mm-hmm. Here's the yeah, problem yeah. with that. Uh, do you wear jerseys? Nah, not anymore. Same. I can't pull that off. I don't think I can either. My I've wife, thought about it a few times. I gave away my Dennis Rodman jersey not knowing that he'd go against Trump, but uh, he finally gave up on Trump the other week, and now I feel like an I, asshole that, for see, giving, giving that not away. Not to go too far off topic here, but I was going to ask, as, as the Dennis Rodman expert in the room here, are we sure? Do we have con- – I mean, I know he was at a protest, but does that suggest he's Wait, are against you talking about Trump? Rodman or Kanye? Rodman. Okay, Rodman tweeted out against – he said make America great again. He said make – like racism end. The fact that Rodman said anything ever against Trump, that is mind-blowing. Do you think it's do you think it means that it's the bridge is burned though? Yeah. Re, why what makes you say that? If it's not burned for Rodman, it's probably burned for the Donald. Oh, that's interesting. Cuz that's how it usually goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see Kanye inconclusive. Yeah, Kanye's completely inconclusive because he could probably be back in the White House next week. But the last tweet from Dennis Rodman is, make America safe for minorities. That was uh, but Rodman previously in 2019 had said to Sports Illustrated, I like Donald Trump. I don't like him as a president, but he's fucking cool as fuck. Donald Trump makes me laugh, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, you know, I don't like him. I don't look at him as the president. I look at him as a friend. He can carry a torch with me anytime. Someone else sit down with chit chat, have a beer with. I'm thinking Dennis feels the same way. Um, yeah, but the difference is Dennis is also hanging out with the dictator from North Korea. That's true. And yeah, his 
the bar to become a friend of Dennis Rodman is pretty low. Yeah, and the fact that he actually tweeted something out against Trump is nuts. Yeah, like I said, Kanye inconclusive, you know, so donation and marching, but I'm still not buying that he's all of a sudden going to like endorse Joe Biden in the next election or something. And the fact that Car- Kim is able to get people out of off a of death row via Trump, it's like ah, uh, yeah. Essentially. She's using her powers for good. Her husband is not, but he's maybe making amends. Hard to say. <sighs> what a good time. What a good time yeah. to be alive. And uh, Vince Carter uh, or, or Canadian athletes don't have to worry about this. <laughs> this is the sh- this is the documentary that made me uh, go on- onto the Mitchell and Ness website. Hmm. Because this is that's like what five minutes of the show being like his throwback jerseys are cool. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I was, true. I was looking, so I don't, you know me, uh, most every time you see me, I have some sort of Chicago paraphernalia on, um, usually a bull shirt, but I feel like, and I know it's it's not correct for me to wear a Blackhawks anything forever, uh, so I haven't got anything in that for a long time, and because the rickets on the Cubs, I feel very not cool wearing any of that stuff, um, and all my bull shirts like are getting stretched out and weird because my kid keeps pulling at them. So I'm like, I want to buy a Steve Kerr Bulls shirt jersey. So you're a shirt jersey guy. I love those. Because there was a guy with my wife's last name on the Bulls a handful of years ago. So I bought like a bunch of those <laughs> because it has her last name. It's 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 a weird thing. It's like, are you wearing like a seventh stringer on the Bulls? It's like, yes, I am. Anyways, uh, I love those shirts. Like I like the baseball version of them and the basketball ones because mm-hmm. they don't seem wrong. It doesn't seem like I'm a big fat guy trying to pull off a basketball jersey. So I was looking. I'm like, maybe there's a Steve Kerr something because he's probably the most unimpeachably good member of the '90s Bulls mm-hmm. in terms of real life. And there aren't any. They just don't. No make official them. ones. There are some fan made shirts I'm seeing here. Of course, you could get anything fan made. And yeah. my wife did that for me for other players. But, like, I don't want that. I want the official, uh, like, whatever current, I, I guess it's Nike for this year, like, player shirt. I don't know, man. Player. I think you could be a basketball jersey with a T-shirt underneath kind of guy. No, I'm not doing that. That's, like, almost as bad as the Kevin Smith hockey jersey every day look. Oh, yeah. That's so exactly. It's exactly that. No, I'm not doing that. And I'm and I have a – I'm fine – with a baseball baseball jersey that like has a t-shirt underneath that's open that's fine well yeah that's different but no for i if i'm gonna wear anything basketball related at this point it's got to be a t-shirt or just like the team so i have a lot of the the team shirts and all that shit but i want a steve kerr something and they just the fact that there isn't a steve kerr in the mitchell and nest store seems like a waste of money considering not surprising at all (laughs) no but it makes sense i mean think about how many people like me are like fans of this stuff, but don't want to wear any current players because like I'm not their dad. You know what I mean? Like once you hit a certain age, you don't know if that demographic is really something uh, that's being discussed at the meetings in Mitchell and Ness. Gotta be honest with you. Often Steve Kerr's on the meet, like on mainstream media. Like he's on the, he's on the front page of the Washington post at least once a week that has nothing to do with basketball. But Mitchell and Ness is is specifically for like sports nerds, not the casual. You know what I mean? Okay, they're, fine. They're for, Mitchell and Ness is for people that want like game worn, authentic jerseys from stars. No, it's not. No bullshit. The majority of their stuff is like they want throwback hats and jerseys. 
Yeah, but they're all made authentically and, you know, I could see like Urban Outfitters making a Steve Fine, Kerr Urban, shirt. I don't care. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> just put 25 Kerr on the back and I'll buy it. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, like the Bull store doesn't have it. And this is something they I'm, should have. Yeah, somebody should have it. I've never understood. Chicago Bull store, all NBA stores. They don't ever do reruns unless they're like a super duper popular player, even though a lot of this stuff could be screened to print, like screened to order. So yeah. why not just have every relevant person in the last dance currently available in the bull store instead of them trying to like unload 2017 Dwayne Wade Chicago Bulls t-shirt. See what I mean? I like that you're still stuck in the last dance though. But like they Carter have was not able to take this you is out what of I was it. doing yesterday. I was on the Chicago Bulls site trying to find anything Steve Kerr related. And they have a thing where like the last dance merch. It's like you just have like two new Jordan Funkos. Like that's it. What do you mm. you're you're sitting on money here. Everyone's miserable. We're like the, all the stores are selling masks. That's depressing. I'm searching the NBA store for Steve Kerr and you are you are right. I found a Steve Novak t-shirt from the Knicks. Come on. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to double back and agree with you now. The fact that I can buy a Steve Novak Fanatics t-shirt. You know what else you could buy? Uh, you could buy a iPhone 5 case featuring Steve Nash on the Lakers for $5. I, I'm in the same page as you here. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. my page. I'm, this is from memory. From <laughs> You're not even on the page. No, because I remember seeing the Steve Nash Phoenix <laughs> Suns throwback jersey, and I'm like, that's kind of a cool design. It is. It is, but yeah, no Steve Kerr memorabilia. Okay, yeah, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna support you on this one. That's all I'm saying. And like, I want to give someone money here. I looked at there's a thing called Clark Street Sports. That's like all the Chicago merch and stuff. And that's where I found my last few bull shirts. Like, they got nothing. Mm. And there's no more other than LeBron James. LeBron James is probably like the most progressive athlete currently playing the game of basketball. That's at that level. Number two is probably Westbrook, based on the last two weeks. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of coaches, in terms of management, Steve Kerr is number one and Pop is number two, right? Mm-hmm. I can't buy a Pop jersey because they don't exist. Right. Well, Steve I wonder Kerr's if got a lot of rings. You know, th- this may have something to do with the players' union, and you may need to be an active. Well, I don't know. No, because no, I don't you can know. still you know buy I mean? like coach- Scotty Pippen stuff on the Chicago Bulls site. My question is, are there any coach memorabilia available in the NBA store? And there might not be, and there may be a reason for that. I'm not trying to buy coach memorabilia. I'm trying to buy he's player a coach, memorabilia. He, he's a coach now, so maybe he enters and, a different So you think once they're a coach, you can't no longer you can no longer buy player memorabilia? Uh I don't know. I don't think that's it. I just don't no, think there anyone thought there'd be a demand for this stuff. Yeah, you're right, because I can buy a bunch of Jason Kidd shit, so Yeah. He became a coach. Ugh. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a bunch of Jason Kidd Nets shirts. Oh, please don't. <laughs> God. Awful. A part of me wanted to buy that Dwayne Wade Bulls shirt just so people would say, Dwayne Wade didn't play for the Bulls. And I go, there is he one did, year. He did. They do have an adult Chicago Bulls branded blackout um, face mask. Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Put Steve Kerr's name on it. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll feel like I'm helping. 
Tune in next week when we review the Steve Kerr documentary. <laughs>